This is not a military takeover. Stand by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. Sit yourself down, strap yourself in, as you're going to be listening to Armitage on the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show, where over the course of the next hour, you'll be exposed to music that you should hear on the radio, but don't.
Armitage here this Friday evening with the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show on Rock Radio UK. On Saturday, whilst I was driving my daughter to and from her part-time job, I had the radio on in, in the car. Now, I've recently upgraded and at the same time downgraded my mode of transportation. It's a year older than my previous one, but it's done 10,000 less miles. That's heated seats, which will come in handy when I'm picking up a Friday night's takeaway. A camera for when I'm reversing, which is great because I'm shy at parallel parking, uh, built-in sat-nav, Bluetooth, my phone, and obviously a radio, the instructions of which I have uh, just got the hang of. Oh, bloody touchscreen. Anyway, on said travels, my daughter tuned in to Radio X. Obviously, Radio 4 is not her cup of tea, where the presenters uh, were doing some kind of segmentation involved Eno Morricone's The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly from the film of the same name. A wave of sadness rolled over me as once again I realised that I was never going to hear that as an intro music to a Ramones gig with hordes of pinheads chanting hey ho let's go so I decided for the sake of nostalgia to play said theme nay intro and the studio version of Durango 95 and Teenage Lobotomy to remind me and you what it was like I hope you were actually out loud or even in your head singing along because I was Uh, something else that I felt tinged with sadness, uh, was a clip of Motorhead at Glastonbury 2015, playing Overkill that was shared on Motorhead's Facebook page over last weekend. For those of you who haven't seen it, and I recommend that you don't, Lemmy, who is clearly unwell, instead of singing the words to Overkill, re-sings the lyrics to Ace of Space, the previous song. Now, <clears throat> even watching it for the second time in nearly three years, it just isn't the way I wish to remember him. Frail, vulnerable and human.
Heroes is a great track. Well, let's face it, I played the King Crimson version a few Sundays ago, so clearly I like it. Maybe this Sunday I'll play the original. Tune in to find out. Apart from music, uh, books are key in my life. And as I said before, when I get too old to live on my own, obviously outliving Mrs A, uh, I'll be happy to be put in a home. Uh, just as long as I have access to books, the radio and obviously the internet. Uh, the book I've just started reading is Bryce Sable's Once There Was A Way, which is an alternative history of the Beatles. What if they didn't split up in 1970? I'm only a little way through, but it really is a great what if. Uh, when Lennon's Double Fantasy came out in late 1980, I, along with every other single Beatle fan, really wanted him to tour. However... I didn't want McCartney or any of the other Beatles to partake. I wanted him, Bowie, to be involved. Lennon had to uh, just use Earl Slick, who played on Bowie's uh, Young American and uh, Station to Station albums. No Beatle tunes, just a mixture of Lennon and Bowie tracks, with uh, the band consisting of the aforementioned Earl Slick, along with Tom Peterson, Rick Nielsen from Cheap Trick and Clem Burke from Blondie. Tomorrow 
couple of days I really hated him nothing personal this is a great drummer yeah not quite up to the moon scabies Edwards and soon to be inducted Josie O2 Armitage standard of excellence now I have been asked in the past what does it for me with regards to the aforementioned moon scabies Edwards and soon to be inducted Josie O2 they all use their drum kits as an instrument in their own right not just something that keeps time I could pull up a chair and watch some drum on their own and just get off on them and this is from someone who hates drum solos. Now, if I wanted to watch Showman, Robin Guy is a drummer I tone to. Now, what he'd done to garner my wrath uh, was join the Ramones. Never was a job filled by someone so ill-fitting. Of course, this all happened long before the interweb, with Johnny sacking him, not fired, sacking him, before I even knew he joined. Well, I did know for a couple of days. People still made transatlantic phone calls back then when something important cropped up. Do you know the difference between uh, being sacked and being fired? Or were you going to? Back in the day of yore, if you were sacked, your services were surplus to requirements and your tools were put in the back, i.e. a sack, and you were patted on the back and wished all the best. If you were fired, it was because you were so shit at your job, all your tools were melted down. Fired. So you couldn't fuck up anybody else's business. I've got no level in history uh, if you ever want to know about rotten boroughs let me know anyway clem has long been forgiven he's uh, currently out and about in mainland europe with the split squad that also features uh, michael gilbinlin and eddie monzot from the plimsolls and keith strang from the flesh tones when the band recently rolled into stockholm sulu he of the crunch and latterly the diamond dogs joined the proceedings for a couple of songs this is one of them have love We'll travel.
staying with that Clem connection, I'll let you work out what it is. Waterloo is, on the 17th of August, going to release a new Awardos album in the same form of Wacka Lacka Boom Bop Aloom Bamboo via Cleopatra Records. I heard the news of this uh, a month or so ago. I have to be honest, it took me by surprise. I thought that every few years Walter would come over to the UK for a handful of gigs, playing to all the heartbreakers and his solo stuff to a very grateful and appreciative audience. I mean, he has no financial reason to record new music, as his days on Wall Street have looked after him. I guess when you've got no pressure and the urge is there, it's easier and more enjoyable. Uh, the album will consist of trail tracks with Walter revisiting London Boys and Take a Chance on Me from the Heartbreaker Days. As is, record label and bands won't a track from the album has been released called Crazy Kids. The song will also feature in the forthcoming full-length film Thunders, Room 37, which dramatises the final days of Lure's former bandmate, Johnny Thunders. As Walter explains, Crazy Kids was originally written back in the 90s, sometime after his first Waldo's release, but for some God-known reason, it remains forgotten he hadn't performed it in over 20 years until uh, he dug it out for this new release the opening chords have a hint of sex pistols feel to it and apparently that was definitely on purpose as he remembers discussing the high a major chord with steve jones on the anarchy tour it has a lot of open string reverberating with the higher notes all of which sounds pucker to me The crowds, they all go nuts 
one thing I've noticed is that my daughter won't sell on one radio station, flipping from one to the other as soon as the song starts that she doesn't like. I'm like, don't touch that dial. But she just wants to hear songs that she likes. Adverts, change channel. News, change channel. Between song banter, change channel. It's the on-demand streaming generation. When I was her age, we only had two radio stations that were worth listening to, uh, Radio 1 and Capital, neither of which I trouble myself these days. And uh, you'd look forward to certain programmes, listening to them in full. Kenny Everett, depending on what radio station he hadn't been fired from that week. And Alexis Corner on a Sunday after the chart countdown. I accidentally tuned into the uh, Radio 1 Rock Show a couple of Sundays ago. Daniel Picard ain't no Tommy Vance. I just didn't like the style, with the music fading in and out when Daniel was talking. On the plus side, it is three hours of rock, which is better than zero. Here's the Phobics and Down and Out in Deptford. Phobics live recently, but the next foray seems to be at the New Cross Inn on the 15th of September for the memorial concert for uh, Gary from the Heavy Drapes. Be there or be square. Better crack on with some more tunes. And Donny V, he, formerly of Enough's Enough, has just released a new single called Troublemaker that, reading between the lines, isn't going to appear on his next solo album, which you can still pledge for. Uh, Johnny Donny are Eric Donner and Johnny Monaco, who, as you know, like Donny, were in Enough's enough. Obviously, it sounds like the sum of its parts. Brilliant, Beatlesque, power pop. Uh, the last time Enough's Enough came over in March, I didn't bother catching them for a couple of reasons. Uh, the minor one was that Johnny Monaco, who replaces Donny on vocals when Donny is on a break, who'd quit with Chips Enough now handling vocal duties as well as bass. Uh, thinking about it, I did think I did actually see this lineup uh, last year. Anyway, I didn't go. But if, in the unlikely event that Donny with Eric and Johnny were to play over here, I would be here there faster than you could say 10. We ready? Way too high And it's kicking your ass on the tree 
Portland's The Love Source, who play tomorrow's hits. Today, have just released a new album called Gods of Ancient Greece, and that's Greece as in the word that you heard. Now, The Love Source are no stranger to this radio show. In fact, for their puking unicorn split 7-inch with Born Loose, it was indeed I... Who did the sleeve layout? I can't claim to have done the artwork. That was courtesy of Lee Zimmerman. Uh, but for those of you who need bringing up the speed, Fee Slayer Hippie, drummer of Poison Idea, sums it up when he says of The Love Source, a beautiful mash of The Damned, The Dead Boys and Little Richard. From Gods of Ancient Greece, this is The Love Source, surprisingly enough, and Exquisite Kicks. <laughs> to this week's live shenanigans and Tuesday found me up with the underworld in Camden for the Dwarves Nick Oliveri's Death Electric the Hit Priest and Hoist who unfortunately I got to the venue too late to see them after meeting up with the squirrel and friend of the show and squirrel associate Arkwright Arkwright hated the Hit Priest and I wonder why he and I stopped making beautiful music together in 1994 obviously he was in a minority of one, with assorted spasm gang members, dwarf and death electric fans, lapping it up like a blind lesbian had fallen face first into a plate of raw fish. Over the years, I've seen plenty of support acts that have had me scratching my head wondering why on earth the promoter would book this band on this bill. Tuesday, this was not the case. A final line-up, you could not have found this side of the Watford Gap. This is the first time, uh, I'd seen the dipshits as a five-piece on a medium-sized stage, and it suited them well. As gigs have gone on, Austin Rocket's Inner Strings is coming to the fore. I know Oz and Strings were good friends, but it's like he's keeping his spirit and essence going. As with the gig at the Hope and Anchor a couple of weeks ago, new tracks, Stand For Nothing and Deja Fuck You, were aired, but apparently... For one time only, their cover of the Stooges' loose and latest 7-inch was 
also played, much to my pleasure. Talking to Sergeant Major Lee Love after the gig, he informed me 14 tracks have been recorded for the new album, but I'm not all going to make the cut, but those that didn't will be reserved for future singles. The Hit Priest releasing singles. Who knew? Cheers. This is our last single. seen Nick live with his death electric or his Mondo generator I think that I saw him when he was still with Queens of the Stone Age when they supported the Foo Fighters at Hyde Park but I might be wrong sadly I didn't take to his vocals musically great but he sang like he just trapped his fingers in a door now it was a turn for me to be in the minority of one as the audience were going crazy apeshit in a controlled manner Death Electric only played for about 30 minutes, the same length of time as the hit priest. But 20 minutes in, I warmed to Nick and his vocal delivery. This is Caius Must Die. Thank you. 
were due to play for an hour, but caught me off guard coming on whilst I was still at the bar having my wallet emptied. This is the first time that I actually seen them live, but what I didn't know was that it was basically Nick's Death Electric, you know, Nick on bass, Mark Diamond on guitar, and I think on drums Gregory Pecker, aka Ganali Watts, but with now Black Dollar on vocals, hence the quick changeover and me missing the beginning of their set. Again, the crowd, which had been at full capacity since the hip priest played, went nuts with Black at one point crowd surfing. A great evening. Just not for a friend of the show and school associate Arkwright, who had long retired to the Black Heart. <laughs> Take back the night. Technically, I was supposed to reconvene with the squirrel the following night at the Black Heart for Bullets and Octane. I recanted. Well, England were in the semi-final of the World Cup with just those pesky Croatians between us and then France and the World Cup, where we would maintain our 100% record of winning every single World Cup final that we had been in. And whoever said he'd choose a live band over football any day of the week obviously didn't think England would get as far as they did. Apparently, for those who did attend, who I have spoken to, it was fantastic. Yeah, my loss... And don't I know it. Rock and roll Destroying everything Baby, this is what we're going on 
now once again that's it finishing things off today is the scorpions and rock me like a hurricane the live version from worldwide live because back in the day when this came out i'll be listening to it at the Saxon tavern courtesy of del stephen starship until sunday 9am take it easy